Hey, what's going on, my friends? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. <clears throat> it is Friday. Shit, it was, what are we talking, the 15th? 16th? 16th of friggin' April 2021. Heading home after a busy week. Good day. You know, things went well. Nice pace. Took care of a lot of really nice folks. Had a lot of laughs. I got a couple of new jokes. Get a load of them. Okay, here we go. Yeah, keep, uh, hey, you talk to your spouse. Be like, hey, why does this fucking furniture place keep calling me? They won't, they keep calling me. They want me to come back. What are you talking about? Why would they want you to come back? Yeah, the, the furniture place calling me, wants me to come back. I told them, I was just looking for a one-night stand. I was looking for a one-night stand. <laughs> That's a good one. Another one is, man, I was fucking, look, I have didn't sleep last night. I'm freaking pretty tired right now. I didn't sleep last night. Um, what happened? Yeah. I had this bad dream, you know, I dreamt that I was treading water in a vast sea of orange soda. But then I woke up and it was just, look, it was, it was just a fantasy. Fanta, see? I like the puns because you can kind of work with them like that where you insert them in your, uh, in your language. Look at this guy walking, look at him. Oh my God, what the fuck has he got on his head? Characters, characters. Oh my God. Look, as usual, had somebody fart right in my face today. Twice. Double barrel, let both of them fly. I think sometimes people will do this. It's counterintuitive, I know, but it's. People do it. Like. I, I don't know. I don't know why they do it. I don't know if they're trying to be funny or they just feel like they're that comfortable with me that they can do that. This was a fucking bomb that was just unleashed on me. I almost, I, I'm pretty tolerant. I, I've had some experiences in my life. I almost threw up. I was thinking, like, I could throw up. And I was wondering, as this, I was talking to, to this patient, I was wondering if the look on my face would was revealing how I was feeling, you know. Because I wanted to be compassionate, I wanted to be uh, empathic, I wanted to be understanding and, and maintain the conversation and let them know that they're being heard, but this was like, you know, the 500 pound gorilla shark in my nostrils in the room. Terrible. Fart. Ugh. I just had Ritzigarnia or uh, the chills go down my spine. I got chills that multiplying, and I'm losing control. Jeez, fucking terrible. Don't fart in my face. Come on. Now, terrible. Yesterday, I started a podcast. I didn't finish it because I, I was too distraught. I had somebody flush Clorox wipes in my toilet and clog it. I saw the... What could have been, I thought it would just have been a remnant of toilet paper, like half down the, the toilet bowl. And 
I suspect now that it was not. It was either a significant clog in the way of a turd or something, or maybe it was Clorox wipes, because I, if you remember, I've griped about this before. I don't know what it says about me, uh, but why is this happening to me? Honestly, I don't know if I've ever clogged a toilet in my life. I don't know if I've ever done that. My wife and kids are always like, where's the plunger? Let me tell you something. What kind of shit are you taking that you're clogging the toilet like this? Like, How much paper are you putting in there? What are you eating? What is it up with your constitution that you're taking these giant shits? Somebody either clogged the toilet in my office with the friggin' turd or put Clorox wipes in there that I put in there to ensure that people were cleanly and were taking, you know, so, I try to keep the bathroom tidy. Look, it's nothing that you're going to find in the damn, uh, you know, damn uh, Waldorf Astoria restroom or anything like that. I mean, it's, but it's it's a small little restroom. You can relieve yourself and wash your hands, and they got some little smell good. It's some lotion. you got hand sanitizer, uh, paper towels. It's, it's stocked. It's, it's a nice little place. That being said, don't come in my office and have to take a shit. If you got an emergency, then you got an emergency. But I don't know about you, when I go out in public to a doctor's office, to a store, I don't want to have to relieve myself there. I don't. So don't you do it in my office. Do it in the privacy of your own goddamn home. It's disgusting. Right? Sometimes folks get a little bit older and they need they need that. They need uh, to relieve themselves. Uh, you know, if they gotta go to the store or something like that, they need to. They might need to relieve themselves in emergency capacity. Anyway, I want I want to be done talking about it. But somebody clogged the toilet. Determined this at the end of the day last night. Now I'm pissed. Had an otherwise great day. I go home. I get this little um, snake. It's like a mini snake, maybe good for clearing out sink drains, air balls or something. But not whatever is obstructing my office toilet which, by the way, is now flushing. So I called a plumber. He said he can come out today, to this afternoon. So he's going to... just locked up and left the key in a place where he can grab it and go in. This sort of stuff always happens to me. I don't know. So there's that. That was like, you know, very interesting situation that has occurred over the past 24 hours. Uh, It's Friday. I'm so glad the week is over. I did my best. I always do my best. I have a lot of thoughts on my mind. My semester's coming to the end. We got some finals starting next week. My, My teaching is over, just administering these finals and getting grades in and and all that. This weekend, I have an opportunity to carve some wood. I got a bunch of new orders. I got a bear. I got an on-site job around the corner from my house, like ten, you know, two minutes away. Looking forward to doing that. I got to finish some some gnomes and such. I'm excited for that. You know, I want to carve wood. I want to be left alone. Uh, I want to have a good meal. A couple good meals this weekend with my family. I want to just kind of lick our wounds, regroup for the next week, right? 
April's next week will be in the damn 20s of April, right? So this month is flying by. It'll be May. It'll be June. We got vacations coming up. I got a wedding I got to attend. I'm trying to put this flashy outfit together for it. This is interesting. So my wife's always up my ass about, you need to get a new suit. You need to get something that fits you. We got a wedding. It's black tie optional. And you need to, you know, you know that suit doesn't fit you. So I'm wide and shoulder narrow at the hip. I got an interesting body shape, um, wide shoulders, uh, narrow-ish hip. Not the most narrow hips that I've had. Um, it's tough to get, a, a, you know, a, a garment that fits me well. Uh, they almost always need tailoring, and so the notion of going to a today's man or someplace like that, I fucking can't stand that. Last time I went to a place like that, guy, you know, I wanted one suit. And the guy is trying to upsell me. Well, you can get. Well, you can bet it's two for one. So you can buy. You can get all this value. And hey, you want to add some of the shirts? And you want to have about this tie? Hey, this tie clip on there. Put that. That really pops. And he was just, you know, just. I felt like he was like running up a bill, and I was just like, I don't really care about the stuff, but I did want to look good, and I did want to get a good deal, and I, I did need the, some formal attire. It's just a pain in the ass. I like comfortable outfits. I like, no, not jeans and t-shirts. Fuck jeans, okay? They're constrictive around my belly, my abdomen. All right? Constricting on my thighs, my buttocks. I don't like them. I like the look a little bit. I like the nostalgia. I like the jean, the material, the leg denim. I got a jean jacket. But I do not care for um, the constriction and the notion that you know, you need to have one waist size and then try to squeeze into it just rather than buying another 40 or $60 pair of jeans, you know. I want elastic weight, jeans with an elastic waist sold, right? I know that they've come a long way in, over the years. Um, the thing about that, so I put Angie, my one of my front desk berserkers, on the, um, on the job see if she could help me come up with a good outfit we found some stuff so I'm excited about that I'm going to get a black blazer but it's got a floral pattern that is like um, embroidered into it so it's got a texture to it that you can't really see from afar but you get up close it's, it's got a nice design so I like the notion of that black blazer on Amazon red pants Okay, and I'm gonna get like a bow tie, maybe some suspenders, and black shoes I have. But you know, I'm got another. I got a couple months to prepare, so I'm going to I'm gonna make some place in order, and I'm gonna put this outfit together. I'm gonna look for I can hop the trot for this wedding because I, I definitely do need some formal attire. I shouldn't, you know, I, I know it's something I don't enjoy so much, but I I, I still should should get my um, get some nice formal attire for the contingency another issue with formal attire is if you don't wear it a lot and then you try to put something on and it's really tight like tight pants or belt and you're like fuck man I used to where am I getting putting this weight on from you know, start to feel a little self conscious so that's my formal attire issue 
I have a, I have another discussion about vaccines that I'll begin once I come back from the store. Hold on. Alright, here I am. I'm back again. I'm heading to hell home. It's going to be wonderful. The sun is starting to come out, show itself a little bit. In and out, you know. Got a little fucking overcastness, some rain, spritz, and we got the sun coming out, 50 degrees. Okay, so what I was going to say, I was going to mention something about the vaccine. So I had an epiphany last night. There's a lot of people right now that are really... Oh, I'll let this person go. Get pee. No, that's nice. Go fuck yourself, buddy. So, um, there's a lot of folks who are coming in increasingly. Now, I've been, I said I've been delighted, despite people belly aching about how crazy it is to get your vaccine and, you know, got to travel all over and they're not organized and, yeah, it just kind of makes sense that it would be like that. This is something that nobody anticipated, right? And so they've had a lot of, um... The logistics, the logistics of this is something that really hasn't been done before in recent history. Anyway, so it's a challenge to do, but they seem kind of like folks are coming in now and saying that I finally got my vaccine. I got my second dose now. And they're asking questions about it. And they're talking about it, and you can tell that there is a little bit of a. Well, I mean, they're, they're pleased. They're happy that they have finally gotten it. And talk about, uh, well, well, which one did you get? Did you get this? Or I got the Pfizer. And, oh, you got the Moderna? And how'd you feel? And, uh, oh, I got Johnson & Johnson. And the day after, I, um, they, of course, they said that they're, you know, I, I was concerned about it, So I asked my doctor, and my doctor said, okay, get it. Get the Johnson & Johnson because there's less chance of allergies, and there's only one shot involved, and that might be right for you. So sign up for that, and he signed up for it, and the next day, they, or not too long after, they closed down the vac- that vaccine. They paused it, as they're saying, because there were, I think, six people who had these clots, this, this phenomenon, and they were all women, it sounds like. And out of six million doses, there were six people who had an adverse reaction. That was significant enough that the vaccine makers, the scientific community, is now putting that under a microscope, right? And they're saying, all right, why is this? Is this, you know, how, how we, we did state uh, studies on safety, but let's look into this a little bit more closely. And so they're examining it right now. It's true that, you know, there, it's not like it's hit and miss. I mean, the, the science around vaccines, is, uh, you know, they've been putting a lot of work into it. Uh, they've been work, doing the, working on these RNA vaccines for at least a decade, I've read. And so there is some baseline research that is being used as a foundation to, a platform, a foundation to create the vaccine. So we're fortunate to have them. And if we didn't have them, people would be bellyaching that there's nothing, we're not doing anything about it. We just let it happen. So the scientific community, the, you know, political, uh, uh, you know, our government, 
our scientific and technological community have launched a, a, an effort a year later, you know, within a year, they created this vaccine. Now people are getting it. And of course, it's the talking point. And there's a lot of folks, and getting to my point now, because we all understand this to be, you know, we're all doing the same shit, fielding these questions and talking about our vaccine experience. Did you get the second one yet? And how'd you feel? So I tell people, I felt like a turd for half a day. And my assertion again is that if you didn't feel any effect, if your arm wasn't sore, if you weren't feeling a little fluish, then maybe that would mean that it wasn't working. Some people are saying that. They didn't feel anything at all. Most people are saying there's some some symptoms. So, so it's acceptable. And these would pass. And they're a small sacrifice if it saves better than getting the critter, right? Especially some of the, the adults that I'm talking to. They might have comorbidities. They might be overweight. They might have any number of things going on that really make them make it a wise move to get the vaccine. But people are happy about it and they're proud about having gotten this vaccine and then they're judging others who are not getting it. I do still talk to people who say, well, no, I'm not getting it. I had a guy whisper to me this morning. He said, you didn't get that vaccine, did you? I said, yeah, a couple months ago. He goes, so what's up? You think it's, uh, you're not into it? I said something like, you know, you're not about it or you're, you don't, you're not a fan. And he said, yeah, I don't, I don't see a need. I don't see a need to get it. But this guy, I love him, you know, but he, he's the type of person who, when he has an injury or something, far less significant, in my opinion, than a, you know, viral disease, you know, COVID could be, he will perseverate on that physical malady and be like, oh, this is, you know, I, I just, I guess I just need to do this, that, and the other thing, and I need to make all these sacrifices in order and stretch more and do this and go to all these treatments and all that stuff, which I, I think are, you know, teach their own. You obviously got to make different calls and decisions based you know, in order to get yourself to the right place, physically and mentally. And regarding your health. But how somebody could be like that about a, such a, an injury that comparatively, like let's say some musculoskeletal injury, I'd say help people with their joint pain, right? Low back pain, neck pain, headache. It's important. There's a lot of it out there. But you don't come to my office, you know, to use to get a respirator going or to receive some medication that's going to alleviate a, uh, you know, a major disease process. It's manual medicine. It feels good. Helps a ton of people live pain-free, functional lives, but <clears throat> this is not like I'm working in some operating room, okay, where the stakes are higher. So why people would be concerned about the vaccine or would choose not to get vaccinated, it, eluded me. it eludes me a bit. Now, I understand people being concerned that this is new and they're untrusting and all that, but 
you know, they don't want to take risks, particularly if they've got some sort of risk of their own, you know, some morbidity or something that would put them, like they've had an allergic reaction before, well, you're squeamish and don't do it. You know, definitely rely upon the, uh, you know, do the risk versus benefit analysis with help from your family doctor or specialist or whatever so you can make the right call for you. But again, is this risk that I'm going to get some flu-like symptoms for a day or a week and a sore arm, is that justified in order to forego a major illness that could keep me sick, that could, that could kill me or make me very sick for a very long time, chronically sick? I think in almost every case, it is the right call to get the vaccine. But I, I'm going to hearken back to a time, it's about more than a decade ago, we're at my in-laws, and my mother-in-law is a public health nurse, had been for many years. And so she would administer vaccines, flu shots, all that stuff, and was more familiar with this public health effort, you know, trying to make sure that uh, we could reach various communities and make sure that everybody um, was protected. You know? There are people whose job it is to maintain public health and to help monitor it and, and all that, right? So my mother-in-law was encouraging everybody at dinner to get the flu vaccine. And as a chiropractor, less than five years in practice, I was like, you know, heavily steeped in alternative medicine and non-invasive stuff. And I wasn't, I, I, I was aware that there was a major um, segment of my profession that was anti-vax, that was anti-big pharma, anti-medication, because it's just, it's just not the side you're on. A lot of people feel like, well, I'm just going to do everything non-invasive, and why wouldn't you just get an adjustment instead of going to get an epidural shot or a, uh, a, a surgical intervention, and these things are far more expensive. It's just like chiropractors have been bullied a little bit and stereotyped over the years that... Um, you know, we don't know what we're talking about and that we're, we're going to apply the chiropractic adjustment to a subluxation complex, which is like, that's what we're trying to fix, right? Subluxation complex is like a physical, chemical, mental, result of physical, chemical, and mental dysfunction. Uh, you know, imagine the nerves coming out between all the vertebrae in your body and Look, this nerve powers your muscles. This one powers your uh, your brain. This one powers your intestines. And if you have, they all come through the spine. So if there's a problem here, it can cause issues there. That's true to a degree, but not as nearly as um, cause and effect that a lot of doctors of chiropractic would have you believe. And so my version of of treating people uh, was physical medicine with chiropractic care is we're making you move better we're alleviating your pain we're taking tight muscles and relaxing them we're restoring mobility we're taking pressure off of discs and nerves and 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 the physical system to me that's enough because there's so much of that out there there's so much work to do that that's good enough but there's some chiropractors who just think that 
it's the cure-all, and it's going to, all you got to do is get adjusted. You got a cold, okay. You got COVID, get adjusted. It's just not, that's bullshit, okay? These people are zealots, and they're fucking Looney Tunes. It's true. So, but I knew that there was a segment of my profession, I'm aware that there are people who are anti-vax, and I think it's just foolish. Think if you want to definitely be conscious of what you're putting in your body, you know, make sure food and drink and everything else, stress, physical, mental, chemical, make sure you, you live a healthy life, but there's also some real villains out there in terms of potential pathogens that if you get syphilis, if you get rabies, if you contract HIV, um, <laughs> these things can fuck your day up. And there's no adjustment in the world, and no homeopathic remedy is going to fix it. Okay, you need to rely upon modern medicine and take this particular medication, take an antibiotic. Um, we're trying to figure out what to do to treat COVID. Maybe there'll be a pill someday. I know Merck is working on a pill that will negate the ill effects of this virus and negate COVID-19, just like they're trying to and to create a cocktail to negate somebody with HIV ever getting AIDS and getting very sick and dying. So there's science. We've learned a lot. The pharmaceutical industry is not the devil. There are people trying to help, and certainly there are certain circumstances where it gets out of control, and they just start making a medicine for every ill, and they market the hell out of things, and they're selling things as well, yes. Um, and things can get out of whack. It's all about balance in all things, right? Nothing to the extreme. But, so this time, um, carrying out with my story here, ten years ago or more, we're sitting at dinner table and my mother-in-law is telling everybody, making a case that they need to get the flu shot. And she was, that was her job, to administer, in part, it was her job to administer flu shots and and other vaccinations and public health campaigns. So she felt very strongly everybody should get their flu shot. Everybody consented and they're like, okay, yeah, let's get them. So they all went over to get their flu shot. And I, as a chiropractor, five years in practice, I was like, eh, I don't really see any need to. And so this was me not too long ago. I was like, I wasn't scared of the flu shot. I wasn't, I didn't think that it was completely useless. Now I had kind of held on to the intel that they have to determine, they have to kind of make an educated guess as to what strain is circulating every year, and so if they guess right, then it's great, if they guess wrong, then it it, it doesn't stop protective, really, so you just got this injection for nothing, and I was like, eh, I just don't know how impressed I am by it. My mother-in-law said, well, you know what? You're around a lot of people. You take care of a lot of patients, man. You can, what about them? You might be healthy, but you can, you can carry something and you can transmit it to other people. You might not have as robust an immune response. So a lot of my philosophy, my rationale for opting out was also the result of being like, you know, robust, man. I was just a fucking scrappy. I former Marine running a boot camp, exercising all day and all night, um, eating healthy, uh, doing all the, the things that 
that, you know, that the healthy people do, you know, I, I was an advocate for healthy living. And I felt like, honestly, I had bought hook, line, and sinker that, the, that um, healthy people don't get sick. And that... <clears throat> Um, dirty kids are healthier that it's important to go out there and experience these critters and scab your knees up and your skin your knees up and uh, and go out and dirty you know get dirty and play in the in the mud and puddle jump and you know run with a dog I, I had done so many things in my life that I'm like I've been people like oh my god I got a tick I got Lyme disease I'm sorry to hear that but how you know, many fucking ticks I've been bit by you know, we used to, I've told the story before, we used to go on patrol in the Carolina wilderness, etc. And we would, there's nothing you can do to stop them. You're in the, on a night patrol, you're in a patrol base, you're tactical. You're not stopping to pull ticks off of you all the time. You're going to get them. They're going to be on your ankles and your freaking back of your knees and your crotch and your butthole. They're going to be everywhere. And we would have to stop once we went untactical did our training, completed the mission or whatever, we'd have to stop and pick them off each other, help each other. Hey, I got anything here? What is this? Have somebody look at the back of your head or on your armpit or whatever. What is that? So I just kind of felt like, man, what are we so scared of? You know, we've got running water. We've got city water. We've got fucking, you know, regulation on our food and beverages to protect us. We've got modern society, we don't have these threats, they haven't, you know, that we read about in history books, and history of infectious disease is fucking nuts, man, bubonic plague, malaria, uh, fucking smallpox, polio, killed and fucked up a lot of people, you know, but we just haven't experienced that, and there was a sense that maybe we're just beyond that, that those are things that happen to people that lived in a poor and dirty world, the developing countries. We don't live in a developing countries. We live in the first world, and we're clean, and they're dirty. And since we don't live in squalor, uh, we're fortunate that we don't live in squalor, but we need not, you know, run and hide from all these invisible critters that do exist, but our immune system, they're all around us. And I tell a story about this image, this cartoon that I, I, I have uh, as part of my lectures on the microbiome, which are all the all the collective critters, viruses, bacteria, pa- uh, parasites that live around us. They're everywhere. I don't know if you knew this, but vinegar eels, if you take a, some pickle juice and you put it inside a, uh, put it on a slide, put it on a microscope, there's these things called vinegar eels. They're a little critter that lives in that environment, they thrive there, they're neat, you know, or paramecium, or you ever look at a drop of pond water, and and you look at all this life that's floating around in there, and most of the shit don't bother bother you, I thought, and I felt, and that, that was my experience, my view of the world, so anyway, long story short, right, I told my my mother-in-law that I wasn't going to get the flu shot and I'm good and if I see a need I will get it down the road. I didn't 
blatantly thumb my nose at it, but I feel like a lot of people are doing that now. I feel like there are folks who are very... They don't feel like this is a threat. They feel like it's overblown. And that might have been their experience, you know? Like I told a story a while back about how my buddies who all work for the railroad, they've gone to work the entire time and worked on railroad tracks and run train cars that didn't have any passengers on them. And now, you know, it was a lockdown. So they're fortunate to have jobs and they're... A lot of the other folks who are out there working in the trades and construction and plumbers and you name it, these folks are out there. They got the cops and the postal workers. They're out there dealing with people and packages and shit every day long, all, all day long. And so they kind of feel after a while like, wow, I, it's been kind of quiet. Maybe I'm just going to be, I'm going to be okay. This isn't going to affect me. It hasn't yet, so it's not going to. Maybe I have some weird natural resistance to it, or I'm just lucky, or whatever, and I feel like there's a certain percentage of people that just aren't going to get it until they get it, and I I did a podcast on that before. It's tough. On the one hand, I don't think that we should live the world scared, uh, you know, um, be frightened about everything. I don't think we should tiptoe around, walk on eggshells. We need to live our lives. Yes, we need to get back to work and school face to face. Yes, we need to get make sure the economy uh, you know continues on. Yes, you know this experiment called America and the rest of the world. We need to we need things to calm down. We need things to chill out for for a few years, a decade. You know, just give us a fucking break. We all are at frazzled and at each other's throats some more than others and it's interesting to watch people and how they think and how they feel about stuff Um, but this vaccine thing is very interesting because it's it's the hot topic right now and you will run into people who are holding off maybe this one is a young woman who's settling down and wants to have a child. Well, and she's concerned because she read an article that said, well, we don't know about this. It could cause infertility. Imagine if it did. You'd be thankful at that point that you did not get the vaccine. Now, I don't think there's any evidence that that, that is the case, that it's going to cause infertility. But, you know, I can understand why people would be concerned even that something as as innocuous, you don't think that there's any way that this little injection of a of a you know a science project invention using a segment of copy genetic material that it could cause problems. But people don't aren't sure of much these days, and that's crazy too because we know more. We have more information and more information processing power than we ever have had and yet people are still convinced that you know, that they're still ignorant in, in a lot of ways maybe more ignorant than they've ever been they have they, you know, we can crunch the numbers we do have people who, who, who we've taken the guesswork out of things but some people will, will just never believe it right 
I mean, I watch, this is this is terrible to say on one hand, but I'm going to say it anyway. But you know, when somebody passes, you know, I'm, somebody passes. People that care about you will get on there and say, "Oh, oh, I'm so sorry." I'm so sorry. Uh, my condolences. You know, you're, I'm going to keep my your family in my in my prayers. I just think about the way that I mean, it's a nice way to be. I, I, I'm glad people are supportive of one another. But when I watch that, when I when I read that, and I you can watch uh, like a Facebook thread where people are um, trying to console the bereaved. And they'll say, well, um, oh, Joe Blow, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, you guys will see each other again in heaven. And I'm going to keep your family in my prayers. Well, it's a nice gesture. But there's really no evidence. It's, it's like the same thing as throwing salt over your shoulder or not walking under a ladder. These... You know, heaven and hell and prayers and rosaries and all these little traditions, they are, there's really no evidence whatsoever that they are alleviating any suffering. Uh, maybe in your mind they do. Maybe they make, it makes somebody feel good. To, to, to have that fat that fantasy that that they are going to um, you know that someday they'll be you'll be reunited and you know with all your deceased relatives and and everything's going to be fine and there'll be no pain and I guess uh, all the infirmities and the diseases and all that stuff you, person that you'll 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 see in heaven I don't know whether they're going to are they going to be that individual that you miss in the prime of their of their life? They're going to be, you know, everything's going to be better. They'll have a perfect smile and white chiclet teeth, and they'll be as handsome or beautiful as they ever were, and there'll be no problems and no bills to pay and no. I mean, what a bunch of bullshit! What a bunch of bullshit that is. If it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. I mean, that's among the dumbest things that I've ever heard, but it's so common, and I don't mean to um, dismiss anybody or poke fun, or I, I, I just think it's, I don't know why I feel this way necessarily, because I could have very easily been a God-fearer, but I, I just, I never got it, I don't get it now, I appreciate that people have their own way and they're entitled to their own way of finding peace. But you just sound stupid when you're the 50th person that's saying, I'm going to pray for your family. Someday you're all going to be reunited and with your with your mommy and daddy who, who uh, died of old age. You know what? We all die of old age. It's terrible to see somebody decline. Um... I'm 46 years old. My parents are in their 70s. My father's 
cognition is faltered. He had a stroke a few years ago. My mother's, you know, doing all right. But in everybody, every dog's got its day. We are not going to live forever. And we're going to, along the way, we're going to suffer. And we're going to watch other people suffer. And it's a terrible thing. And I guess the best thing we can do, if the best thing we can do is to hope and pray, you know, and rub rosary beads and say Hail Marys and and rely upon these religious traditions... If they get you by, then they get you by. I, I can't, you know, I, I'm not going to judge people about it, you know, and I'm very respectful of, pe- of folks who, who ascribe to various religions, but I guess my point is, is if this is, you know, how do we expect people to understand science and tangible realities of the world and progress and to be able to be confident in a very complex thing, by the way. The mechanisms behind these vaccines, I couldn't tell you. You know, I know that you're taking a piece of a, um, a virus. We've taken the, we've identified the, the spike protein of the coronavirus, and everybody knows what that little fuzzball looks like. Seen it a million times. So, you know, we're going to take that virus, that little uh, spike protein, and we're going to fucking figure out, you know, what the the genetic material is that correlates with that, and then we're going to chop that up into pieces. It's not a live virus, it's a little chunk of material. We're going to put it in a medium, we're going to squirt it into your shoulder, and your body's going to see that and say, you know what, that doesn't look like anything that we, of our own cells, this is a fucking imposter, this is a potential villain, let's kill it. Let's get it out of here, send it out of here, the immune cells, little Pac-Man cells, chasing ghosts around like in the video game. Gobble them up. Didn't sound like it, but you know what I mean. Kill those little freaking critters in there. And they chase you around, then you chase them. and So we want to gobble up those critters. We want our immune response to be robust. I'm saying that a lot today. Robustness. Immune response. How are we supposed to understand that? All that I just said. I mean, could your average person uh, describe the, what they believe, what they have been told, the mechanism of a vaccine is that we're trying to activate the immune system to be effective in killing this, to recognizing this virus and killing it on site? I don't think that most people can articulate that, and they can't understand it. They don't believe it, maybe, on some level. They just think it's too good to be true, it's rushed, it's ill-understood, and it's a gamble that they're not going to take. But yet, they'll go and fucking... and read the Bible. You know, read some fictitious accounts that were written by... you know, and translated by people. Almost everyone in those days was illiterate and so what the fuck are we talking about how are we going to expect people to understand science 
scientific method and you know proving things without a reasonable doubt facts if everything is debated like it's everything everything is given a uh, a fair um, a level playing field well you could just uh, just just pray it away let's just pray away this virus let's just act like it's not even there if we just didn't put masks on and we didn't socially distant and we didn't we kept schools open and this dickhead over here got a red white and blue truck and he's got a sign as long says Trump won yeah and I've talked about that where where are you getting that from I really want to understand what you know that you know the entire election apparatus and the entire um, you know political establishment within reason, you know, the people that matter, people that counted the votes, the people that um, controlled security, cyber security for the election, made sure there wasn't any tampering. So who are you believing? What what are you basing your shit on? I I, thought about this the other day, like, what are you, and I might have mentioned it. You're not right just because you want to be, are you? You don't just do things because you feel like, you know, well, I have the right. I just want to I just want to do this. You know, I'm just going to that's how I'm going to be behave because well, that's just how I feel. All right. Well, that's cool if it's just you. But if there's you know, 7 billion other people on this planet, shouldn't we be cognizant of things? Shouldn't we behave like there are, you know, we're not the only person on the face of the earth. I mean, you could extrapolate this to public health, you extrapolate it to education and um, democracy, you can extrapolate it to uh, environmental issues, climate change. You know, we're sending all these rockets, we're going to populate Mars. Okay, great. Surface of Mars so far does not look like anything that you would want to live on, you know. Sometimes I think, like, why would people want to live anywhere else? Like, what is so bad about Earth? Look at all this beauty around us. It's fucking unbelievable, man. Grass is growing. Buds are popping. Such beauty. Such potential. This is, this is like the Garden of Eden is described. It's fucking unbelievable, this place. Water flowing. Look at this. I posted an, uh, an image of a quote, uh, maybe this morning or last night, and said, uh, you know, we don't live on the earth, we're part of the earth. We are one of many organisms that are here, and we have to balance with everything else. We have to be respectful of it all, or it's all going to turn to shit. And so I'm for it not turning to shit. And I'm for people... Or cooler heads prevailing. There's a lot of uh, back and forth these days about different sides, and I can feel it. I can feel it within my sphere. People are just different things, different perspectives on stuff, and that's cool. But I, I think that at some point we got to jump off. It's a step away from our sides that we feel like are being diametrically opposed to one another, and I feel like we need to. 
really crunch the numbers on shit and find out, like, statistically what it's in our best interest, our collective best interest to do to make this world a better place and, and to maximize on our opportunities. I think we got to do that. So, those are my thoughts for this afternoon. And now, with that, pull into my fucking driveway. I got my owl that I need to finish carving. I got my gnomes that I'm going to finish carving this weekend. I'm going to start a friggin' Groot. I'm going to sleep my ass in tomorrow. I'm going to have some eggs with my friggin' boy. Get a little takeout tonight. Chow down. Shower up. Wash this week off of me. And I, I hope that you do the same. Love and respect to all. And I'll see you back on here before long. Okay? <laughs>